Hi, this is Gina Versa from Waffle Press Podcast. I'm here with Mark Bernardin of Fat Man on Batman, mm-hmm. one of my uh, one of my uh, favorite podcasts. And you know, you wrote Static for the New Fifty Two, mm-hmm. and you have a new comic coming up. I uh, do, yeah, Genius Cartel. Genius Cartel. And you're at Long Beach Comic Comic Expo promoting. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing great, man. I'm at a comic convention on a Sunday. Like this is this is church for me. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Uh, any cool cosplays you've seen? I saw a dude on the floor today uh, dressed as Aladdin. Okay. With a with a floating carpet, like I think he had like a hoverboard underneath it. Yeah. So just him coasting on the on the convention floor is pretty sweet. I saw a great Shuri yesterday. Oh, that's awesome! Which was kind of great. Did and she I, have the? Uh, she had the, the panther oh, guns and everything. Oh, yeah, sweet. she killed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a pretty good show so far. And uh, we just came from a panel, um, you know, talking science fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, was it? What um, did you put together the panel? Or I did not. I did not. They they invited me to be on it. Um, I I wish I could tell you why. Okay. <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm always one to accept an invitation if it uh, does not seem to involve peril. Of course. And so yeah, talking about a thing that I love in front of people who also love it. Is, yeah. You know, that's that's a good time. Definitely. And Mark, uh, just jumping right into it. Um, it's been a crazy weekend. Uh, Black Panther came out. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um. You got to see it early, of course. I did, yeah. And I've seen it three times now. Three times, jeez. And um, can you just, uh, just to recap, um, just your quick thoughts on the film? Um, there's, there is so much to love about this movie. There's, there's the, the difference, the divide in this film, in my mind, was always what it is mm-hmm. versus what it means. Right. And what it means, I mean, as anybody who's been on the internet for the past three days can tell, mm-hmm. is it is this kind of watershed moment in terms of representation in Hollywood, in terms of who gets to tell their own stories in Hollywood, yeah. and who gets the resources to tell stories at the scale mm-hmm. in Hollywood. And, and in Black Panther, you see the biggest version of all of those things mm-hmm. to date. You know, a $200 million movie written and directed by black guys with an incredibly diverse crew. Um, you know, women in most of the, in the positions, the director of photography, the design director, costume director, all of those are women. Editors are women. Ryan Coogler's a black dude from Oakland. Mm-hmm. You know, all getting to tell the story of, of black excellence. And it, it, to, to say that it, it means everything is even still a little yeah. bit shy of that. You know, and what it is, is it's a really good movie. Like, mm-hmm. in any, like any movie, it has its flaws. Yeah. Um, but but the, the things that it does right vastly outweigh the things that it doesn't get quite there. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I love the film, you know, but, you know, T'Challa is one of my favorite characters in the Marvel Universe. Mm. And, you know, see him on film was, you know, it was a great, you know, story. Um, but just elaborating on, you know, what you said on representation, how was it, was it, we all know, it's, you know, this is like a game changer. Um, what, what, are your, what are your thoughts on, like, like the uh, kind of the effects you're seeing right now to the uh, motion picture, you know, motion picture industry towards, like, representation or people of color, you know? You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little early to say, mm-hmm. you know, even though... We had started to, to get a sense for what Black Panther was going to be when the first trailers dropped, and the, the response to those trailers was so universally um, raves for it. Mm-hmm. But you know, this weekend being what it is, two hundred and what twelve million dollars, yeah. <coughs> excuse me, something like that. It'll be the next month, the next two months, mm-hmm. where we start to see okay, what kind of things are being put into development, what kind yeah. of scripts are being bought, what kind of 
directing opportunities are there where it's not just like find me a nice white guy in a baseball cap. Yeah. Let's let's broaden our horizons. Let's widen our gaze. Mm-hmm. You know, so like the immediate future is going to be a lot of like, hey, this is amazing. This is awesome. But the question is going to be, is it a thing we can sustain? Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, you know. We'll have to see in the coming months, but I have a good feeling. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, money in Hollywood is the is the great arbiter, you know. Of course. And if if a thing does this well, the desire to repeat success is at the core of what Hollywood does. Mm-hmm. And so, if you look at all of the elements of this of this movie, there's a way to replicate this. There's a way, mm-hmm. it, and and not to say everybody's going to have a black superhero movie, mm-hmm. but you know, the the idea that. If you let people tell their stories and you let you you empower them to tell mm-hmm. them at the scale they require, you have a chance to reap some of this reward. Right, and you know, um, uh, you know, different kind of film, but um, you know, as a, I'm a you know Hispanic person, you know, seeing Coco, and you know, they brought on you know, a lot of uh, Hispanic writers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that you know really uh, you know touched you know me as a you know, Hispanic person, and you know, um, you know, very appreciative that. When you know Hollywood listens to people and you know lets their story be told, you know it's a it's a great feeling. Yeah, I mean Wonder Woman was the sort of beginning of, of what feels like a representation of movement mm-hmm. of like let Patty Jenkins tell the story of a female superhero and let's let's center her in this movie in a way that is not in response to or adjoining with a male hero at her side. Yeah, like, you know Steve Trevor is her sidekick. At best, uh-huh. you know, on his good day, on his good day, <laughs> you know, and and later on this year we're going to see Wrinkle in Time by Eva DuVernay, which mm-hmm. is again centering a biracial kid in the middle of what feels to be a giant fantasy story. Mm-hmm. You can see Crazy Rich Asians in August, which <coughs> you know, Asian writer director, Asian cast, you know, Ocean's Eight, mm-hmm. you know, like let's take this thing that people seem to know and love and recognize, and just you know what, it's going to be about ladies robbing the Met Ball. Yeah, you know, like all of these things feel as if they're 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 coming at the right time, mm-hmm. you know, to help extend this conversation and help push. You know, not even to say it's an agenda, just to say, like, listen, guys, mm-hmm. the world is not as entirely as it has been to you and yeah. everybody else. No, I totally agree. And there's money in them, their hills. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Um, and just uh, one last thing on Black Panther. Um, what did the uh, character mean uh, to you growing up? Um, were you a fan? Um, I mean, I always knew about Black Panther, but I was not a deep Black Panther reader. You okay. Know? Like, I, I, I would gloss, you know, I'd bounce it to him and read him, like, Fantastic Four and Avengers. And, mm-hmm. and He's that always, sort of like, guest starring. He's always just, like, popping up, mm-hmm. you know, offering a little bit of flavor. Um, but I, 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 it was very late that I come to, like, the Priest run and, and mm-hmm. even the Don McGregor stuff. Yeah. You know, and then kind of dipping back into it when Tanahasi Coates took over just mm-hmm. to, to see what that was all about. But I don't, I don't, it, it is not a touchstone for me as a kid. Okay. But realizing, recognizing, you know, what it is for a kid today yeah. to look at that poster, at that screen, mm-hmm. and say, oh my God, like I'm, I'm seeing myself in a way I've never seen myself before. For sure. And, you know, that, that is, you know, you may, uh, for Black Panther, you know, may, my, my, minor grabs, but I think at the end of the day, that's what matters the most. Yeah. Yeah. And um, just changing gears here, um, you know, really like, you know, growing up, uh, one of my favorite cartoons was, of course, Static Shock. <laughs> and um, you got to introduce him to a new generation in the New 52. Um, you know, can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, writing that character, work, working with uh, DC? Um, 
It was it was a little bit of a dream come true. You know, mm -hmm. I, I was a big fan of the Milestone books when they first came out. And I love that Dwayne McDuffie, who created Static, mm -hmm. the creator Virgil Hawkins, wanted him to be Spider-Man. He yeah. wanted him to be, you know, the young kid who was super smart and you know, had a great heart and who, when gifted with powers like this, would choose to do the right thing because he would recognize what the wrong thing meant. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and Virgil, growing up where he grew up and in the time and place he grew up, intimately understood what the wrong thing was. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and so getting to tell that story and getting to play with a, a hero for whom the default is brightness, mm -hmm. for whom the, the, his, his operating system runs on, you know, joy and pleasure and, and, and having a good time, choosing to have a good time, choosing to be a good person, um, was a lot of fun. You know, I, I wish I'd gotten to do it for longer because I think there's a lot of potential in that character. Yeah, and you know, you have a whole generation of like kids that grew up with them, you know, on Saturday mornings, so yeah, there's know, definitely an audience there. Totally, you know, in, in a way that, for the same reason that, uh, you know, there was a disconnect, I feel like, for a, a vast portion of the audience mm -hmm. when they get a Green Lantern movie and it's not Jon Stewart. Yeah, you know. more of them grew mm -hmm. up watching Justice League than actually ever read mm -hmm. Justice League comic books. Right. And like the decision to be like, no, we're going to go Ryan Reynolds instead of... John Stewart, yeah. You know, always felt to me like a, a slight miscalculation mm -hmm. that was kind of borne out by the box office. But, yeah. you know, getting to, to, to help resonate with people's childhood memories. Mm -hmm. You know, so much of what powers this this industry, be it comics or genre or whatever, is nostalgia. is a desire to reconnect with that thing you loved as a kid. Mm -hmm. And to get to sort of play in that, that toolbox was great. Yeah, yeah for sure. And... I know you've talked about this on the podcast. Um, was there any uh, story arcs that you wish you got to do with uh, Static? You know, like I, I, I took over the book. They had done six issues already. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I took over with seven, and they canceled it at eight. Yeah. So, so yeah, there was there was a lot that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Like I just the, the most that I got to do was set the table. Okay. You know, like here's here's the characters I want to put in place, or some of the dynamics that I feel are going to help us power our, our way forward. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, there there were years and years of plans yeah. that unless DC calls again and says, "Hey, we want to mm -hmm. we want to do more static." Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I'm just curious. Um, would uh, Batman? Would he would have uh, popped up? Because on the show, it's, it's you know he was a great guest star, and I think he always has this cool chemistry with like younger heroes. You know, I. I that was never part of the plan because if you plan for Batman, mm -hmm. that involves an entire level of bureaucracy. Yeah. You know, like if somebody comes and says, hey, listen, you, you know, you're going to have Batman for an issue? Great. I will mm -hmm. find something for Batman to do. But building the story around a potential guest star who you have no idea if he'll have access to felt a little premature. But, I mean, again, like getting, getting to play with those tools and those toys and that sandbox, it's a riot. Yeah, for sure. And um, just wrapping up here, um, you're here to uh, promote, you know, new comic from Top Cow. Mm -hmm. um, what what can uh, fans look forward um, if they, you know reading it? Um, what are um, some uh, you know things you want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, Genius. Uh, it's there's now two volumes of the book. There's Genius Siege, which is volume one, and Genius Cartel, which is dropping this week. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's it's sort of a, a look at a, at a girl, a young girl, 17, 18 years old who was born in South Central L.A., mm -hmm. who also happens to be the greatest military mind of a generation. And so what does it mean when your brain is on fire mm -hmm. and all you want to do is burn in a world that doesn't have a space for you to do that? <clears throat> you know, what if you're gifted and your gift is war mm -hmm. and there's no place for you to wage war? You know, yeah. What does that do to you? What does that do internally? What happens when you get unleashed? What happens when 
when the powers that be decide, you know what, they'll fight this war for us. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you how do you choose to be what you are, and how do you deny the lesser devils in your own, in your own framework? Mm-hmm. And lots of things explode. Yeah. You know, there's lots of gunfights, there's lots of action, there's lots of suspense. You know, but it's also a book for this time and this place. Mm-hmm. You know, where we're having discussions about militarizing police and urban warfare and the devaluation of brown lives mm-hmm. and border walls and xenophobia and all of those things. Yeah. You know, like, not that, not that we ever intended genius to be this kind of book, mm-hmm. but sometimes, you know, circumstances, time and place make all of these things kind of right. harmonize with each other. Mm-hmm. And in the panel, you're saying that uh, you came up with the idea in 2008. Yeah, like yeah. It's, been, it's, been long, it's been a long time coming, and the world has sort of caught up with the book in a mm-hmm. way that makes it feel um, both contemporary and a little bit prescient, mm-hmm. you know, in a way that is, is both, I don't know, validating and, and nauseating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, that's, I, yeah, that's a perfect uh, two adjectives to describe it. Yeah, and um, just, can you talk about um, some artwork for the book? Because um, I think you know, I remember you might have posted some on your on Twitter. Um, yeah, like volume, volume one was done by uh, Afua Richardson, who's amazing. Like, she's mm-hmm. a phenomenal artist. And then volume two was by uh, an artist named Rosie Kempe. Um, Kempe, maybe I. <laughs> in, in the world of comics as it is today, I've never met her. She lives in like Sweden or Norway or something okay. like that. Um, but you know, the international collaboration brings brings people together who never would have had a chance to meet before. Yeah. But you know, the idea of taking each each mini series and giving it a different flavor as we set it in a different place. And like mm-hmm. a is very much, you know, based in South Central and south of the border. Rosie brought this very like hot house color scheme to it, and uh, and and I love the the switch up, the off speed pitch of being able to, to look at this character and her world through different eyes every mm-hmm. time. And, yeah, I mean, we've, we've had a great run of really great artists, and okay. we've been super lucky. Yeah, I know. Definitely um, want to check it out. Yeah, no, please do. Please okay. do. One last question for you, Mark. Yeah. Because we mentioned uh, Greenland, the John Stewart Greenland and mm. Dreamcasting for John Stewart. You know, um... It's easy to say Idris Elba, even mm-hmm. though Idris is now like 46 years old. Yeah. Like probably a little too old to be Jon Stewart, unless mm-hmm. it's like, you know, Murtaugh Jon Stewart from Lethal Weapon. I'm like, too old for this. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think there's a world in which uh, Henry Simmons, who plays uh, Mac on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., okay. who I like quite a bit, mm-hmm. um, there's a guy named Damien Poitier, who was the original Thanos. Oh, that's right. Um, he had one smile and he had you never one saw him. smile. You never, never saw him again. Um, actually, he does pop up in Civil War. Oh, okay. That, oh, that's right. He does You know, but I think he's a, he's a fantastic actor who has a great sense of humor mm-hmm. who, could, who could bring that to life. But, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's enough brothers out there that you can find one who'll mm-hmm. kill it. Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> I could definitely see that. And, Mark, uh, where can people find you at? Twitter and Instagram? Yeah, Twitter and Instagram is just my name, Mark Bernard with a C. Mm-hmm. Um... You know, holding it down. Come say hi. Of course. And any uh, Fat Man and Batman episodes for us to look forward to? Yeah. I mean, we're taping a big Black Panther roundtable on Monday the 19th, which okay. is tomorrow. Um, it'll be me and <coughs> Latoya Morgan, who's writer into the Badlands, Akila Cooper, who's on Luke Cage and American Horror Story, Derek Hughes, who's on The Flash and Scream for MTV, and Evan Narcisse, who's writing Rise of the Black Panther right now for Marvel. We're all going to sort of get behind a bar and talk about Black Panther and the movie and the comics and the movement and 
and just chop it up for a while. And then Kevin and I will be back in the saddle for every Tuesday in March. Awesome. At the Scum and Villain Cantina in Hollywood. Very cool. It's a great podcast and a great bar as well. So yeah, no, thank you. We have a good time. Cool, cool. Thank you, Mark, for joining us today. Of really course. Thank it. you, guys. We've been professionally and professional. Professionally.